0: So today we do Siman Mem Zayin in Sichotaran. we'll do it Bezirat Hashem, lesson 47, but it's going to be a shorter podcast today, just because it's a smaller section. And we're going to do the next uh, Siman, uh, or lesson number 48 in Sihot in one shot in the next podcast, So it's going to be shorter today, but obviously we're going to see here Arabenu um discussing a very, very practical and important topic, especially towards the end that we're going to see here with regard to fame and honor. And uh, we'll share maybe a story or two with regard to this, Bezgat so, let's uh, let's hop into this. May Hashem give us the ability to understand what Hashem is teaching us at the simple and at the deep level. Bizchat Hashem to each and every person where they stand. Hashem shaa bayom al Rabenu explains, a person needs a very great zchut, or you must be very worthy. A person needs to have great merit in order to have the merit. To compose oneself for one hour a day so that he should have regret and feel regret over that which he needs to regret over. Meaning what? Rabbeinu saying it requires a great merit to be able to set aside time an hour a day and to reflect. And this is obviously something huge considering time flies and we have no idea how to set aside time for things that are important and to make sure that whenever we're in that thing that we're present, we're there, we're not focused on a thousand other things at the same time. You know, to be present in the thing that we're doing. And uh, especially when it comes to an hour a day, an hour of one's time, whenever there's so much other time a person spending, doing business, working, spending time with family, um, eating, whatever it is, to spend an hour a day to speak to Hashem and to regret over one's actions is something that requires a great merit. And this is something simple that we can see clearly how difficult it is. Rabenu says it's such a difficult avodat Hashem to do it. Rabbi Trich Breiter explains. Rabbi Tchek Breiter was one of the main, um, one of the leading breast lovers um, during the time of the Holocaust um, in Poland. In Eastern Europe, he was actually the um, the leader of the Chassidim, the breast of of Chassidim in Poland uh, at that time. He passed away. Zechet Tzadik V'Kadosh Rabbi Breiter passed away in, uh, in the camp of Treblinka um, under the hand of the Nazis in Rashama. But uh, this tzaddik uh, used to do Ibadud for five, six hours a day at the same time. One time a person came to Rabbi Breiter and saw him engaging in Ibadud in his room. He came to visit him and he saw that he was locked in his room. Rabbi Breiter came out shortly after and uh, the man asked him, How long were you doing Ibadudud for? And Rabbi Breiter responded it's been five or six hours but i just started to come to show you that when a person really understands what it means to do to speak to hashem as if you're speaking to your best friend you understand you're standing before the king of kings but hashem wants to listen to every single nuance every single conversation you want hashem wants to experience that what you're going through he wants you to express to him everything you're going through all your experiences your suffering your happiness all your emotions because Rabbi Tzvi Breiter knew this, and of course many of the Breslover Hasidim, um, we see that uh, they used to spend hours and hours every single day in badoot. Rabbi Moshe Breslover, um, Rabbi Nathan, one of Rabbi Nathan's main students, who uh, later uh, taught Rabbi Israel Karduner, who later uh, became the teacher of uh, Saba Saba Israel. we see that Rabbi Moshe Breslover used to do badoot for for ten hours a day. Go out to the forest. He used to go out for the week and come back before Shabbat. Something that we, you know what I mean? We can't even understand the level we're talking about here because it's people that are so removed from the desires of this world. They really understand how to reflect. They really understand what their purpose is. So they go out and they reflect for an hour a day, more than an hour a day, ten hours a day, eight hours a day, five hours a day, you know? To speak to Hashem and and to regret over the things that, you know what I mean? That they, that, that they regret over. To, to long to Hashem Bach, that they are able to accomplish His will. So Rabbeinu says it requires a great merit to do this. Because of course, time just flies. And you have to make the time. You have to fight for the time. Because not every person is worthy of composing his mind for an hour a day. Whatever hour he chooses. But to already compose your mind for an hour a day, that requires a great effort and a great avodat Hashem. Because time just withers away, it passes and it goes quickly. And this man has no time, Hashem, to reflect upon himself. Even just one time and in his entire lifetime. You know how difficult it is to just decide one time in your life? To just sit for that hour, that two hours, and to speak to Hashem, and just reflect on where you are in your life. You know how much merit it requires to do this, to do this for an hour a day, yet alone to do this once in, uh, to do this for once in a lifetime, yet alone to do this an hour a day. As Rabeinu um, warned the students to do this for every single day for an hour a day that we have to do hitbodedut for an hour a day. You know how difficult this avodat Hashem is, but how crucial it is, and that's why you can tell how important it is because of the fact by, by the fact that it's so difficult. That's what Rabenu is coming to teach us: that it requires a great merit to set aside time an hour a day to to uh, yeah to go in solitude and speak to Hashem and to reflect. This is a very big Avodah Hashem. Alkin. And we see how much Rabbeinu spoke about Ibadudut already in the Simanim and Sikhot Aran. So we can see already the importance of it by the fact that Rabenu is emphasizing and repeating and going back over, forth and forth. It's going back for, back and forth to teach us the importance of doing Ibadudut. So Rabenu says, It's difficult to do this once in a lifetime, yet alone to do this one hour a day. Once, uh, Yeah. Therefore a person needs to fight, gaber, he needs to put all his force to be a gibor, to be a warrior, to set aside time. To compose himself, very well, to compose yourself properly, to have composure and to to set aside time and to settle your mind over all the action that that he's doing in this world. And to ask himself the question if he's fitting, if what he's doing is right to spend all this time and all his days upon the actions that he's doing. Meaning, Rabbeinu saying it requires a tremendous merit to go set aside time. To go spend an hour a day and to reflect to Hashem, to speak to Hashem and to ask Hashem to beg Hashem, help me go on the right path. Am I doing the right thing? This is a very big thing. And it's very difficult, of course. And because a person doesn't compose himself, and he has no that, he has no awareness or no consciousness. Even if sometimes a person might have a composed mind, he might have a settled mind. Even though he might have a settled mind for a short period of time, it doesn't go for a long period of time. It's not there for a long, for a length of time. It might be there for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, but it's definitely not there for an hour or two hours, etc. And immediately after those 10 minutes of Yeshua Dat of a composed mind, where He's thinking about His purpose, immediately that composure leaves His mind, and withers away, and leaves His intellect. And even that little of that He might compose. So it's not strong, it's not... It doesn't penetrate His mind, it's not there. It's half, you know what I mean? It's like... You're lacking the complete focus. It's there, but it's not really there. And because of this, a person doesn't realize the foolishness of this world. He doesn't realize that this world is complete vanity. Which it is. And we are so lost to to even think that we can gain something from this world. That's the problem. The fact that we think we can benefit from this world. We think that the more we fall into this world, the more happy we get the more money you have, the more happiness, the more clothing, the more honor, the more jewelry, whatever it might be to each and every person. The bigger the house, the more beautiful the wife, all this stuff. We tend to notice the more we compose our mind, the the more we compose our mind, the more we realize that all this doesn't bring any happiness. It's just a void that you're trying to fill that uh, can't be filled. As Rabbi Nathan teaches us, the more you fall into the Talbot, the more you place yourself the more you put yourself under the rule and under the dominion of what we call the numbers. Numbers being that the second you say, I need one thing, then it becomes, I need two, I need three. When you, when you have three, you need six. You, always, you never die with half your desires in your hand. A man does not die with half the desires um, that he wants in his hand. Meaning, there's so much greed in this world. The more you try to fill your desires in this world, the more greed that you have, the more you actually want more and more and more until it never suffices. But the beauty of the Torah is that with the little that you have, that's enough. What is true wealth, the Chachamim say in Piyakei Avot? Bechelko, one who's happy with his portion. Ezeu Asher Asameach Bechelko, one who's happy with his portion. That's a true wealthy person because he's not limited by the desires, of, he's not uh, dependent on the desires of this world. And because of that, he's happy with the little that he has. And that happiness means the world, it means it's worth more than all the desires of this world combined. And this is something difficult to explain to someone who doesn't recognize this. And of course, we lose consciousness of this. But we know deep down that the more we try to fill in this world, the more greedy we get. And we already see this in experience. We're never happy. The more money we get, we're always wanting more and more. The more this, the the more we want more of that. It's It's never enough. So Rabbi Natan says, better not even run after a number in the first place. If you don't, it's what we fulfill in the words of what is written in Sefer Yitzira. Before the number one, what do you count? Meaning, if you do not put yourself under the grasp of one, then you're at the aspect of zero, but you're missing nothing. There's nothing there. And because there's nothing there, there's nothing you want, there's everything you already have. That's the way we have to look at this world. We have to pray to Hashem to get rid of our desires, to run away from the desires of this world and the foolishness of this world and the tricks of the Yitzchak, that try to convince us that we can gain something from it. So because of this, a person doesn't realize the foolishness of this world because his mind isn't composed properly. But if a man had a truly relaxed and strong and potent mind, Potent, in, uh, potent awareness. He would understand that everything is foolishness and everything is vanity. adam olam And Rabbanu specifically mentions one desire here, which is something that israel dovodesh uh, put a tremendous emphasis on. Spoke more than any of the other breast lovers. aside from Rabbanu Rabbanatan about this idea. Rabishele dovodesh emphasizes concepts so that. We understand today how this works. How uh, Rabbi Yisrael said be careful of the Rabbanim. Many Rabbanim are running after honor and all these things money, whatever it might be fame and because of that their actions aren't Hashem We have to be careful to find a teacher that is completely Hashem And of course we can, we can always rely on Rabbanu and his true students. But already in Breslev also there is this idea that people are running after honor and fame taking for themselves a crown that didn't belong to them and this is something that's very scary i won't mention much more about this but Rabenu seems to be saying this and there's many lessons, lessons where Rabenu talks about this nonetheless Rabenu says specifically with regard to this desire that many people have to be famous to govern the world to rule the world and to travel widely to travel around the country to gain all this fame that people know oh this man's coming to town this you know i call heaven all of that is vanity and it's striving after the wind. There's nothing there. And it's a great foolishness. It's genuinely the, the biggest stupidity. One who wants honor is stupid. He's a fool. Because one who wants honor is, stems from a place of uh, constricted consciousness. It means your dat isn't very big if, you, if you're running after honor. Because the truth is, even this honor that you're running after is not a real pleasure, it's not a real desire, it's not a real enjoyment, even in this world. Because it's filled with afflictions, suffering, and insults. All these people with fame, they're always uh, attacked by others, they're always questioned, this, that. It's never really filled with perfection. <laughs> Rabenu also rebuked one of his students who actually was speaking to him about this idea. One of these students actually had a desire to be famous and to gain a position of leadership, and Rabenu told him something. Look what Rabenu says: If you take this position of leadership and honor, you surely won't even be able to bless the uh, the blessing that we say after we eat bread genuinely, you, you won't even be, be able to say that blessing with sincerity. Those blessings with sincerity. <inaudible> because you're going to have to calculate with all your actions. <inaudible> Meaning you're going to need with all your actions to, to, to put in your mind, to calculate, to intentionalize. Um, how all your actions should be accepted in the eyes of others. Meaning, you're always going to question: How do I make sure that what I'm doing right now is ple- is pleasing in the eyes of everybody who's looking at me? You won't be able to do one action, even the lightest service of Hashem, even just uh, making a bracha uh, on water. You won't even be able to do it for the sake of heaven alone. You're going to do it for honor. Rabbi said, "Run away from honor as much as you can." And this is the main thing today that we have to be careful of the Barshentov was once walking in the forest with his students and the students saw the Barshentov just stopping there paused by a tree and started hitting his head on the tree the students were shocked they were they never seen the bashantov do such a weird thing so the students let this go for a little bit until one of the students had the audacity to ask the bashantov later what he was what he was doing and the bashantov responded he said i had a, it just appeared to me hashem showed me that in the times before the mashiach there will be so many false leaders, so many false Rabbanim, so many Rabbanim that are running after fame and honor, that they're going to fill the world as if the locusts filled the sky in Egypt. We know about the locusts filling the sky in Egypt, that the entire sky was filled to the point where you cannot see the sun. That's what the brought down in the Midrash. So imagine what the Bashantov is saying with regard to these false Rabbanim. That there will, there will be Rabbanim who rise up, who will take positions of honor for themselves. And we will have no idea that the majority at the end of the time will literally be um false leaders. This is something that is very difficult to d- discuss, of course, but uh, nonetheless, something very important to talk about, just so that we are aware of what's happening around us. We really have to pray to Hashem that we are surrounded by people, especially by Rabbanim or Kashech. Also, um, one time Rabenu told a story of a chassid. A big chassid who had many students. And every single day he used to pray in his office at a certain time. Maybe he a or whatever it might have been. And he always used to hear creaking outside the door. He always used to hear something like some footsteps outside the door. Some sounds outside the door. And he felt that his students were trying to spy on him to see how much enthusiasm he had during his prayer. So to give them the impression that he was praying with great uh, fervor. Used to scream out loud and and give off this impression that he was praying with tremendous, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, self sacrifice. And after eight nine years, eight nine years, uh, one time uh, he opened the door, and he found that it was a cat, and he realized that for eight or nine years he was praying with the benefit, or he was praying with the intention of impressing a cat. Just to come to show you that it was as if his tfila was to a cat for eight, nine years. Rabbeinu says this story is true. We can't, we can't even imagine the damage this causes. And we have to realize that we can't do things for the sake of others. We have to do things for the sake of Hashem. We can't do things for, not, not for the sake of others, but I'm saying for the sake of ourselves. We cannot do things for our own honor. We have to be careful to run away from honor and to try to serve Hashem for the sake of heaven. Maybe we have the merit to do so. And uh, God willing, next podcast we start a new Siman, Siman Memchet.